Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Yorker, a New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined by my good buddy, Cody Frankel. And it's it's a feeling of dejection, but I think Cody and I are on two different wavelengths right now. Cody, you start, and, and then I'll kind of follow up on, on your thoughts. Yeah, what's up? Um, it, it, it's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, what we just watched happened. I thought the Rangers played 45 minutes of dominant hockey. And they kind of, you know, gave way those last 15 minutes and then going into the OT. And it's just, it's a tough pill to swallow because, you know, I felt like Igor really, really played well tonight and, you know, deserved the win. And the team ultimately wasted an an Igor gem. And, you know, I thought he made some incredible saves. Not, Not that Ranta didn't because he did as well, but... You know, I thought he, I thought Igor outplayed him, and they just wasted, they wasted, uh, they just wasted a perfect game that you know now they're that now they're down one zero, and it's to me it's a little bit of a different feel going than going down one zero to Pittsburgh just because I know how good Carolina is, and I would have really loved to have that guarantee. Right, me and you talked about them stealing one, and I think like having that guarantee going into game two, knowing you're you stole one of those two home games is huge. And it begs the question, do they, you know, is, is Friday a must win now? Cause you can't go down 2-0 to this team. So, so here's my takeaway from it. And I've seen this happen so many times in hockey, like, yeah, were the Rangers the better team tonight? Yeah, they probably were. And they probably deserve to win, but what's going to happen later on in the series is that the Canes are going to be the better team in one game and the Rangers are going to find a way to win. It's just the bounces didn't really go their way. And yeah. for the people that are blaming Kako on that empty net, like Kako was our best player the entire night. He, he literally, he, he had a great game. He, he had, had his legs game. moving the whole night. He and had a yes, great that, game. You that just miss can't goal, miss that fucking shot. That missed goal sucks. <laughs> you can't miss that shot. Well, let me finish because in the first period, you get a power play opportunity. Ryan Strom takes a, takes a trip. Mm-hmm. Then Filipino set up back door, doesn't elevate the puck. Ronta makes a great save, sure. But if Hedl, if Hedl lifts that puck five inches more off the ice, yeah, did it goes you see in. what I texted you? No, I didn't I didn't see it. What was oh, it? Oh yeah. That I, it it would be a good day for Hedl to learn how to lift the fucking puck. Yeah. I mean, I mean so many things went wrong where like there's people saying like Kako, 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 like you gotta finish that, but the Rangers had so many other opportunities. And then Listen, Kako, I, I got to tell you, and sorry to interrupt you. No, but you're not got, sorry to interrupt because I was going to fucking rant. All right, go, go. <laughs> no, dude, it's just like, it, it's so annoying that the one guy who showed up every shift out there, not only offensively, I thought Kako played pretty well defensively too. And mm-hmm. here Ranger fans are, and they're the only memory they're going to have on that game is Kako missing the empty net. He did. He did pull a Ryan Strom. Um, you know, he's been hanging out with Strom a little too much. But uh, no, I thought he played a great game. All, all, all things aside, you, you just listen. It's you know, it's it's under the bright lights of fucking shitty Raleigh, Carolina. But um, you know, it's under those bright lights. You can't miss that shot. And not to take away from his night, because I thought he had a fantastic night. And I thought you know he was playing heavy. He was playing hard on the forecheck. He made 
he made that great pass to Hedo where he missed the, where he missed the goal. Like he missed the, you know, the second opportunity. So he made that pass and that was a fantastic pass and he played well all night. You just, yeah. unfortunately the one moment where a goal was probably at 90% probability, he, you know, unfortunately on, on, on his good side too, miss, miss the shot. And it's unfortunate it is, but I actually want to harp a little bit more on honestly on Truba on that Aho goal. Like Truba's got to play better defense there and he got beat by Aho fine, but then let Aho get a second shot off instead of instead of getting in front. It just that just blew my mind because it was like I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. I thought he had such a good series until those last like few games against Pittsburgh. Like he had a really rough few games and like He's he's picking up right where he left off. Like you you gotta play defense in that situation. And if he's beating you, fine. Like, all right, he beat you, but Chesty made the save. Like he made the save, and you gotta take that away before he puts that rebound. And when you're standing right there, Trubo was standing there just dumbfounded. Just made me so mad. It's not really Truba's guy, though. I, I know, I know, but but he's there. Like you gotta you, you know. Like he's there. He was there. I know. I know. I know. It wasn't like you know, man on man, whatever. But like he's there. So you got to make the play in that situation, or you got to find some way to you know shift the momentum there. I don't. I don't know. I, I honestly just like like watching that goal. Like Keandre, as great as he played, like you know, a pass gets by Keandre, then it's a two on one right in front of the net. Like I, I don't blame Truba there. He's playing a, a tight two on one. Like, yeah. Keandre had an, he's another guy who had a really, really good game and he was yeah. doing the same shit, bro. Every single game, right? Every single game. Now he's taken out. He's taken out two dudes. On, Honestly, on, I'm watching that. I'm watching that Ajo goal again. And, and Panarin kind of gets caught watching. He, he stopped. Yeah. Moving, the, he stopped it was the whole team. Back. Just the whole team like gave up there. I mean, dude, with three minutes left in the game, you can't fucking let a goal in. Yeah. It's just like, it, it, that's his, you, you know, you, you said it like, they were playing conservative the last 20 minutes and they were, they were playing not to lose, but like, you gotta put some pressure on the other team, especially a team like Carolina that's faster than you in every aspect and, yeah. and has more chemistry than you too. Like you, you can't blow a lead with three minutes left and, and you know what they did. And now they have somewhat of a, a steep hill to climb. I mean, they just, honestly, they got to just take away from the positives here. Cause there were a ton of yeah. positives tonight, which is great. I mean, the four, first 40 minutes didn't have one complaint about the game. I thought first 40 minutes, they played super sound hockey. They were playing great hockey and they were playing complete hockey. And the one thing you and I always harp on is, you know, the Rangers love playing 45 or 50 minutes of really good hockey and then 10 minutes of just a really brutal stretch. And that's exactly what you saw in those first 10 minutes of the third period. I mean, they, they got outshot, what, nine, nothing. Something until like they that. got a shot off something yeah. like that. So it's like, you know, it's, it, it's when, when you play like that and, and that conservative, and that kind of reminds me of like how the Islanders play, right? Like they play that, they get that one, down. two, nothing lead. And then they try and play shut down the whole time. And then, you know, if it gets away from them or if a team's too fast for them, that's how they lose. And it's just, to me, I, I don't like that style of hockey. I think you got a, a one goal lead in the playoffs is not a safe lead to play. Um, and I just thought they needed to, you know, play a little more aggressive there and, and, and stuff. And I, listen, I get they're tired. I mean, you know, and how many overtime, I, I feel like we're going to have 10 overtimes in, in this, in this freaking, uh, you know, sequence, but I don't know what, what's your thoughts? No, I mean, I think you kind of felt it coming, right? I think Niederreiter yeah. hits that post and I think Aho it's a post or, or someone Just, else. Yeah. Post. That pass. Was uh, especially Cobb, yeah. That no, no, it was, it was Niederreiter. 
No, no, that was the breakaway Nita Rider, and then yeah, there was another yeah, yeah. post from after. the quickie pass. Yeah, and then yeah, that was nice. You kind of felt it coming, but like they kept, yeah. you know, that they, they, they were bending but not breaking. Yeah. Um, but you felt you definitely felt the momentum shift. I mean, from the first five minutes of that third period, and yeah, um, you know, I, I don't think they're screwed yet because you know what they say: like you're not screwed in a series till you lose on home ice. Like they like listen, it's True. not it's not a good position to be in going down to nothing. Here's but, yeah, no, no, go go. I was just gonna say, here's the thing: um, they got to win Friday. To me, to me, Friday has to be a win because if you rewind it to the Boston series, Boston played perfect at home and they won every home game and they lost all four away games. So you need to find a way to win one of these two away games. And I just think, you know, going down 2-0, it's, it's just not, I mean, it's just not a good look. Like it's tough. It's really tough. But here's the positive to take away. If you really break down the film, Carolina's probably, you know, the most in-your-face type of style team that there is right. in the Eastern Conference. And the Rangers took their game and brought it to them in the first two periods. Right, so that's, absolutely. That's a huge positive takeaway, yeah. and that's got to make this team feel so confident. Like, you literally took their game on home ice and you brought it to them. Why not do that again in game two? Like, they're going to feel confident going in. Like The they, one they thing are. I'll say, to. you're right. And the one thing I'll say is, like, Carolina definitely thought the Rangers were pushovers. You could tell. And like, so did their fans, I'm sure. And like, now they know, like, we're kind of, you know, we're not, we're not messing around. Like we're, we're coming and we're going to make every game close if we can. And and we're going to steal a few and we're going to, you know, try and do our thing, get in your face, just like you said. And I think that's super important to take away. And I think basically going into tomorrow, you know, they just need to regroup, take away from these positives and, and I thought they played great defense all night until, you know, the third period, they got a little sloppy at the end, but they didn't even get sloppy defensively until, mm -hmm. until like, you know, they had that breakaway fine. And then the, the other post, like there was nothing you can do about that. And then, you know, the Aho, like it was, it was literally the Aho pass and the Niederreiter pass. Like that was it. I thought other than that, they played such a sound defensive game. And I think con considering they were 16th out of 16th in defensive metrics in the first series, like, I think that's a huge positive to take yeah. away. You know, percent, and and I think Ray Ferraro touched on it perfectly. Like they kept the Hurricanes to the perimeter for the first forty minutes. Like, yeah, you know, they actually did a great like breakdown on the TV, just saying how the Rangers were protecting the house the entire game. And yeah. um, I I kind of forgot what I was gonna say. I had a thought in my head. Fuck, I mean, poor Lingren, man. Like that guy battles his ass off, and that puck I know. goes off him. Like that sucks. I know. That's just that's just bad luck. I know. Um, but he 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 was good though at the end, right? Yeah, he, he played a great game, I thought. But then, oh, here's what I was going to say, too. How nice was it, though, as a fan? Like, aside from the heartbreak of a loss, it was so nice to, like, sit there and watch a game and, like, not freak out about a shitty call or a goal review. Oh, I know. All oh, that outside God. noise. Like, it was just so nice to just watch a hockey game. The refs let him play. Like, even on that Kako breakaway. Dude, there breakaway, were two penalties the whole game. In the first two minutes, and that was it. <laughs> the first two minutes, yeah. But what do you think of that Kako non-call? Because I actually thought there wasn't much there. I didn't, I didn't think that was a penalty. Yeah. It, it, they brought, I mean, if, if you're calling that, that's just soft. I think Kako yeah. sold it a little bit, but it just wasn't a call. I, I didn't think there was anything there. Yeah. Um, if, and that's another know. play that he had. Like, he must have had, he must have had six or seven shots on goal. I got to look at this. No, no way it was that many. I feel like four. Oh, just three, three shots on goal. Three, three or four. Yeah. Well, if, I guess if you, if you don't count the, but the he took breakaway, shot attempts. Yeah. The breakaway I mean, and attempts. then the empty net, those aren't shots on goal. Those right. are just the chances. Right. Yeah, dude, the kid line's legit, man. They've they were our best line tonight by far. You know what? What do you think of Panarin's line tonight? I thought they were a little quiet. Um, I, I thought Panarin played with a lot of confidence. I I mm -hmm. thought he, you know he didn't play his like best game, but right. um, 
you know, I, I didn't think he was poor at all. I think he made a lot of really good, like simple, short, smooth passes. Like, yeah. Um, you know, I, I feel confident whenever he carries the puck over the blue line, he's going to make it. Yeah. You know, he had a you sick know, like, pass in the first period of cop. I don't that know. Was, that, that was, that was, that was awesome. Filthy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what I noticed like tonight, yeah. funny enough, um, I thought he had a really good game, dude. Frankie V. I like he was he was all over the ice and I, he was getting a little move, man. His feet just move. He was getting flies, physical. I, I loved it. He flies. An offensive performance that I actually noticed in, in, in a poor way. I, I didn't really think Foxy had his best game offensively. He didn't really generate much mm, offensively. Yeah. I, same with Mika, dude. Mika was pretty quiet too. I yeah. thought he had a couple like one on one chances, but he just couldn't uh -huh. get a shot off. Like, yeah. He, he wasn't like invisible. He just like. He was coming you know, from weird angles the yeah. whole night. He was coming from very weird angles. He does that sick move that sometimes he gets to work, like that little fake slap shot where he curls his wrist and then like lets it rip. Uh -huh. It's so hard to pull off, and he didn't really get it off tonight, but like I've seen him pull that move off plenty of times where it works, but tonight he just couldn't do it. But I thought also like I thought D'Angelo was terrible, and he was their best player by far in the first round for Carolina. Like D'Angelo was the whole reason for that first goal. He gives the puck up right to Lafreniere, and Dude. Lafreniere made a beautiful pass to Hito. I mean, that was gorgeous. Aho, that little ferret, man. That little ferret. Uh -huh. Yeah. But then again, too, like, I, I didn't think there was any line in Carolina that really dominated until that last 10 minutes. Like, like there's no fear of, like, that Crosby again. So, like, it, like, every time those guys were on the ice, I was like, oh, shit, here we go again. You know, there wasn't any of that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, the three guys at Car in Carolina who they don't terrify me other than Aho, but, like, you know, they scare me a little bit is is – you have Aho, but then also Teravainen and Svechnikov. Just you know, yeah. those guys because they just because they could shoot from anywhere. Like Svechnikov, I think he had he had over thirty goals this year, right? He had like thirty five or thirty seven. He had, he had a lot of goals. I have no idea. That's actually a good question. Yeah, I think he I think he did. Um, yeah. Okay, so Svechnikov had thirty goals this year, and then Aho had thirty seven, and then uh, you know Teravainen had over twenty. Trocheck. I mean, they got a lot of scores and. You know, you know who's one guy who who I actually did notice, and it's funny because way back when I wanted the Rangers to actually draft him, Seth Jarvis, dude, mm. he looked pretty good for them. I thought, I actually thought he looked like he got the shit beat out of him. He must have gotten killed like four or five times. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, Keandre I, made that. Play I saw him, him getting physical. Yeah, well, yeah. Keandre crushed him, but Keandre crushed him, and then Kreider ran him at the end of the second period by the bench. If you saw that, um, yeah, I don't know if you remember that yeah. play. I mean, he's Rudy, just a little pest. That's what he is. He's like Connor Garland. That's what you love about him. Probably, he's the same kind of player. It's Connor Garland. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a great comparison. Yeah, and I, dude, I was gonna say to you, I thought the fourth line played awesome. I thought, Re dude, yeah. until I, I didn't really notice him in the third period. I thought Revo had his best game. I thought he yeah. was everywhere. I mean, dude. Also, I had uh, a scored in the, scored first. the first goal. I know that two on one. He passed it up. He gave it a Rooney, I think. He had a two-on-one. He didn't shoot it. Um, but, dude, this is what's pissing me off. Like, I have all these guys, like, tweeting at me, like, yo, you're crazy dick riding. Kako missed a wide-open net. Like, like, what do you mean, man? He was – and another guy. Can't miss those in the playoffs. Like, I was going to text you something. Generated but... all the offense. Like, someone else show up. Yeah. I was it, I was going to text you something when I saw your tweet. But uh, – What? You were, you were already a little upset today tonight, so I didn't want to get you more on edge. What was it? No, I just saw your uh, your Kako tweet, and literally one minute later after you tweeted that is when he missed the open net. <laughs> I don't care. He still had his best game. That was yeah. the best game I've seen him play. He had so many chances. He generated so much offense. He was dude, passing that, the puck, shooting line, the puck. Man. He was hitting. He did everything. Everything. Yeah, I mean, that dude, that line, that line, like, I, I don't know. It It's funny because they didn't do this in the regular season. 
Like, I don't know what it is, but playoffs just sparked them. And yeah. all three of them are playing so good. I thought Laffy had a good game too. Yeah, no, I thought he was, I thought he was great. He had that really good chance in the, I want to say the second period. Also, I think he hit the post. Mm-hmm. Didn't he? Crossbar maybe? Someone made a, I think Hito made a really good drop pass and Laffy yes. shot it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't know if he, I don't know if he ended up hitting. Yeah, maybe he did hit it. It was a great chance either way. Um, But yeah, man, I mean, that's another thing to take out of this game. Like, didn't play the best in the third period, but you shut down a team for 40 minutes. That's a really good team. Probably a better team than you. You know, you just got to carry all the positives you can going into Friday and uh-huh. one shift at a time on Friday. So what do you think they need to do? Let's say, let's say Friday plays out simulation game here and we get the win. What do you think? But let's say it's a grinder win, you know, one goal. I, I'm sure all of our wins in this series, I feel like are going to be one goal wins. I just have that, you know, that hunch. So what do you think they need to do to grind out four wins here against this type of team? Well, I think honestly, a big part of it is going to be special teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the power play was clicking toward the end of the penguin series and tonight yeah. we didn't really get an opportunity. So no. it's hard to judge there, but uh, that's something I noticed too. The last three meetings between these two teams in the regular season, neither team scored a power play goal. It was all pretty much five on five. Interesting. So five on five is going to have to be like, you know, obviously just, being able to contain Carolina and not letting them score five and five goals. And it's going to come down to which power play can perform. I think yeah. like, for the most part, I mean, tonight I thought the five and five was definitely even for the most of the game. And we didn't really see much of a special teams opportunity. So I think going forward, if you know, you get two or three power plays a game, you got to at least bury one. You gotta, you can't have a power play that doesn't execute. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And the two things I want to add on to that dude is it's just two words. They need to compete and they need to grind. Like that's, I, thought, I thought you were going to say two words because you like pause a little bit and you just need to compete. <laughs> like, that's one word. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's funny. no, I think they just need to compete and grind. Aren't those right? kind of the same word? No, because, because compete, I'm talking about like every shift giving it a hundred and then grind. I'm talking more about like being, f- I, yeah, you made me stutter there for a minute, but no, but I was, cause I was trying to think of like, I'm thinking more of the physical aspect of grinding. So like, like do you grind when you compete, but not compete when you grind. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Is that, that doesn't make Dude, sense. Dude, it, it could be a thing. Like we could make it a thing. So they just need to compete, but not grind, but then grind, but not compete. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. They need to, all right, we'll re we'll rewind that. They need to compete and they need to just be physical. Like I think they're fit when they have their physical game. I think they're such a good team. Uh, and, and other teams get scared of them and they, they kind of dominate puck control. And another thing, dude, we need to win face-offs because this team is so good. Like Carolina is so good at face-offs that I think we need to try and figure out a way to be better at those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Mika struggled in the face-off that tonight. He always struggles. Yeah, I feel like he always struggles. But honestly, uh, another aspect of what you're kind of going at is staying above the puck. I thought they did a great job staying above the puck throughout the entire game. I mean, for the most part, honestly, even in the third period, they always had numbers back. And Heedle did an act. Heedle did a great job staying above the puck. I thought all night. And for those of you who, like don't know what that saying means, it's basically like I was Carolina, just going to say, can you define it? For do you everybody? not know what it means? No, I do. I okay. was going to say define it for everybody who doesn't. Yeah. So like when Carolina is breaking the puck out, like you don't want to be like dive bomb, like dive bomb out of puck. That's what I'm like. Yeah. So like, let's say, you know, I think Kreider had a really bad dive bomb um, in the Penguin series where like you, the puck's kind of coming at you and you just go toward the puck. You right. Gotta, running you gotta, toward it. You got to let yeah. it come to you. You got to stay yeah, above yeah. the puck because if you just go 
pass the puck, like let's say Aho skating the puck up and you lunge at him, he's going to go yeah. by you. And that's when they get numbers. And that's when and it's that's, like a four on three, three on two. Yeah. Like that's when that happens. Yeah. And that's also when we miss those, you know, those hard bounces. Like you saw that a couple of times with Foxy yeah. where he kind of ran towards the puck and then it jumped right over him and then it was a giveaway, you know? So it's like things like that. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's a good point for sure. But that's something that Carolina does really well. Like that's their bread and butter staying above the puck. Like they always had numbers back. Like the Rangers didn't really have any odd man rushes besides that first goal that they scored. Like if you think about it, there was no, there wasn't much three on twos or two on ones. Like, you know, Carolina plays a very sound defensive game. Yeah. I did like, uh, I did like Jacob Slavin getting dummied <laughs> in the, on that first goal. Shout out Sarah Sivian. Uh, yeah. yeah. Seriously. Giving him, giving him all the props and then, and then that happens. But uh, yeah, they have a, they have, dude, they have a lot of good, D-men. Like, they have a lot of good D-men. It, it was nice to see Brendan Smith out there doing his thing. Good old Smitty. One thing that's much less threatening, I think, by the Carolina D-men as opposed to the Penguins D-men is they're way less active offensively. Like, the only guy who really generates offense, you know, skating the puck over the blue line for the most part is D'Angelo. Like, Slavin's capable of it. But the other four guys were no threat. We're like Latang, Matheson, Marino. Uh, those are the three guys that stood out to me for Pittsburgh that like created mm-hmm. offense, you know, pretty consistently. Carolina isn't doing much of that. Like the only offense they get is just like their defenseman throwing it at the net from the blue line, but they're not like very mobile on the blue line. So like, you know, you're not going to see the Rangers wingers getting beat very much off the blue line. Like Foxy mm-hmm. actually made a really good move on one of their forwards and he had that backhand shot, which like, you know, wasn't so strong, but um, you know, that's something that Foxy has that, None of our demon really have like Truba has shown it. Miller has shown it, but Foxy's really the only one who does it on a consistent basis. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think, you know, like Matt, honestly, I said it last year is like Matheson was like one of the most like dynamic defensemen I've seen in a while. And he's like under the radar dynamic. Like I thought he was making so many plays out the rush for a defenseman. So speaking of defensemen, I actually have like, it's not my take. It was one of my, fr- my friend Joe's take, but um, kind you of a crazy. Joe? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, oh, Joe, shout out to shout out to Joey. Um, so he texted me during the game and said, "Do you think Keandre could end up being better than Fox?" And it's kind of an interesting perspective to look at it. I mean, they're just two totally different type of defensemen, right? Like Fox is going to be that guy who can literally put up over sixty points, seventy points a season, whereas like Keandre won't do that. He has some really, really nice defensive skills, but he's more of that guy. Like you're looking at like a stay at home defenseman. Who's going to be absolutely shut down. Like you're looking at like a Mark Stahl type of guy in his prime. Right. That's kind of like what you look at with key, like just, just more offensive talent. I'm trying to think of like a comparison to like the modern day, you know, honestly, I, I mean, I think this could be a huge stretch, but he could have like headman potential. No, dude, he's like, he, that's a, that's a, that's a, big statement like yeah that's a, i understand that's a huge statement yeah. like that's giving him a lot of credit but i think that the potential is there I, i'm covering my ears because i don't want you to say anything but like he's becoming one of my favorite rangers yeah no like, I, I mean i think everyone feels that way yeah like he's just you he know just plays hard he doesn't he just plays hard off. he yeah. just plays hard and like you see him do one thing on offense like some crazy assist or some crazy goal and you're just like this dude is unreal and then he's he has made a play where he just locked down an, a big offensive guy or like threw him on the ground or something like four games in a row. I mean, he did it twice tonight. He did it, you know, against Latang. He did it against Malkin. I mean, it's just, it's just really good to see. And, and I guess to bring it back to my point, 
and and you know the original question like do you think there's a realm in where Keandre could end up being better than Fox I mean Keandre is only 21 years old right yeah 21 right Fox is 24 24 I mean it's it's a very tall ass like a crazy tall ass I know but I I don't like I don't know man like I mean, Fox. he'll never be as good offensively as Fox, is. and that's. And but that's as far fine. as a two hundred foot defensive exactly defenseman goes, yeah. yeah, he could easily be better. He might already be better. Yeah, defensively. So, yeah, so it's it's just really in, it was an interesting tidbit, and I wanted to include that because it's like it's so interesting how you have all these different types of defensemen. But yeah, I mean, I, dude, key key is a superstar. Like well, I think one, he's sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was <laughs> just saying. <laughs> the, uh, sorry to interrupt. So sorry to interrupt. Really I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I think the biggest difference between the two of them is that Fox is a puck moving defenseman, whereas Keandre right. uses his feet. Like right. Keandre can break the puck out, skating, the, skating it up himself. Yeah. Like how many times do you see Keandre loop back, grab the puck and skate it up himself? Like he does that all the time. Whereas Fox, he's making that like quick, simple play to get the puck out of the zone. Like he's really yeah. a pass first guy. Keandre can burn guys with his speed where Foxy doesn't really use his speed because he doesn't right. really like he's a good skater, but he's by no means an explosive skater. So like, right. And Andre is so explosive. So explosive. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and Foxy's like the real, he's like the first real, like puck moving defenseman we've had. I I mean, outside of D'Angelo, outside of D'Angelo, like I'm not really including him, but like since Yandel. So it's like been a while. And And you know, it's before Yandel, honestly, which is going to sound nuts. Delzato. Delzato, dude. Delzato was Delzato had the best stretch pass that I saw dude, back in. I used to love Delzi. Is he still on the Flyers? He's somewhere. Maybe he's somewhere. Know, honestly, you yeah. want it? You want to hear what's crazy? It feels like Delzato's been in this league for twenty years. He's thirty-one. <laughs> yeah, no, he. I think his rookie year was like uh, two thousand and like ten or something. I know he's just been on like seventeen. So it's like yeah. you know, but yeah, I mean, shake it till you make it. But um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I mean, just just an interesting question. But was there anything else you wanted to add before we uh, preview Friday a little bit? Uh, well, I was just going to go into Friday, honestly. So do you want? All right, to shoot. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say I, I I expect the same kind of game, low mm-hmm. scoring, both teams limit mistakes. I do think it's going to be the opposite outcome where Carolina is the better team and the Rangers find a way to win. Okay, I would I would love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be awesome. I mean, I would like to be the better team, but I will take a win for sure. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to come down. And listen, I think it's going to come down to Igor again. And I think Igor is ready to go. I think he's shaking the rust he off. Comfortable, yeah. He, he looked looked really comfortable. comfortable. I think. I think the atmosphere and Carolina fans, like you can, you can tell they weren't. They were loud, but not but they were, Dude, Pittsburgh was like yeah. you couldn't even hear the announcers mm-hmm. from your TV. So it's like very different environment. And I just think he he's more comfortable now. He's like ready to go. He, you know, he, he went through that tough grind of, of winning three straight and now he's like ready to rock. So if this team can generate some five V five offense and the power play, like you said, that the special teams are going to be huge. So we just need to find a way to, you know, generate some, some uh, penalties and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I think, I think you're right on right on the money there. And, you know, I would love to steal game two for sure and go home 1-1. Um, that being said, I'm going to go with the prediction of I think it's going to be low scoring as well, and I'm going to go with uh, 3-2 Rangers, mm-hmm. no, that's not cool. overtime. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> prediction. I, I think also a huge thing too is like, you know, if they don't come out strong in the first five minutes, you can't, you can't get like uh, – what's the word for not level-headed? You can't like – 
you know, lose, lose your, cool, your mind. Yeah. You lose your yeah. cool. You gotta yeah. say even keel. Like, you know, I feel like in Pittsburgh, both games on the road, they like something, the something went wrong and, the and they just yeah. like let it linger throughout the entire lineup. So like if something does go wrong in the first five minutes, they got to just show some resilience, which they have yeah. all year long. But I think that's the biggest thing too, is just staying disciplined, like, like Strom's penalty. And you talked about it like weeks ago about how he takes so many, just like, Dude, he just penalties. did it again today. And I was like, bro. Yeah. Like that's one thing too. Like they just got to stay disciplined. And I thought they did for the most part tonight. Yeah. That penalty. Yeah. You know? No, they, so, they for sure did. And I didn't even see any, like, I didn't even see any other plays where I was like, Oh, we, there was one play where we, uh, I can't remember if it was Truba or it was somebody else where, where it should have been a penalty book, but they missed it mm-hmm. tonight. But like that was the only other play that I really saw, and that was just yeah. more so the the refs just like laying off the whistles. But um, yeah, I'm right there with you. Can I tell you one lesson that I think we've learned from this postseason? Yes, teacher. Everyone's always said that the most important goal is the first goal of the game. That's been the complete opposite of this play. So true. <laughs> the so complete true. opposite. I feel like the team that scored first in every Ranger game has, has lost, lost <laughs> every single one. But it's funny because tonight was the first time the Canes haven't scored first. They scored first in all seven games against the Bruins. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I know that. Yep. They scored first in all seven games against the Bruins. So when, when we were up one Oh, it said it was the first time they've been trailing to start the game. So it's kind of interesting because then they ended up winning anyway. So hopefully, but yeah, you're, you're right. I feel like every single time yeah. Pittsburgh scored first, I was like, Oh, we're good. Exactly. But also one last thing about the Kako thing, because I'm just really pissed off about it. Rant, baby. No, nah, I just honestly, if Heedle scores that goal in the first period, they go up two nothing. They take the crowd out of the game. Yeah. Like, it's such a different game. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Like going up I two in the intermission, the first intermission. Two frustrated fans point. What I will say about the Kako goal. We're on such a different end of the spectrum on this. It's so funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, here's the thing. What I will say to their point is the reason I think fans are so frustrated is because not only would that have been the game winner, but at that moment in time, that would have put the game away. Yeah. So that 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 is why, you know, the frustration is out. And I I get it for sure. Cause I was I texted you and I was like that motherfucker. Yeah. But but he has such a good game. I mean he yeah. did have such a good game and and I think an important thing for him is he he knows he fucked up. Like I'm sure he knows. Yeah. So the important thing for him is keep doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And you know keep keep shooting keep getting after it, playing heavy shifts. And those I, I'm confident a goal or two is going to come for him uh, from him. And, you know, he's just got to like keep doing his thing and not, and, you know, forget about it. We lost it's, it's done with like throw it out the back and, and move forward and, and let's get that win on Friday. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I think before we do wrap it up, we should say like, you know, your plans for next week and what's going to, Yes, um, be happening with the show. So if you want to break that down. Yeah. So I'm headed to Tel Aviv on a nice beach in Israel. Um, so I believe we're going to record. We're going to drop an episode on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Johnny will be dropping another episode on either Wednesday or Thursday with a special guest or two and, or two. And then uh, after that, I should be back. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I will have my lucky Rangers hat. I'll, I'll sleep with it in bed if I need to, even though we lost with it tonight, but you know what? It was an OT loss and I'm four and one with it. So I'll sleep with it. And, uh, you know, we play, uh, two or 3 AM my time. So I'm going to, uh, have some lack of sleep, but I'm going to try and do what I can to watch, watch the game in, uh, in Tel Aviv and 
you know, I'll make sure Johnny tweets for the both of us, <laughs> which I already do. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some people tell me they have like their notifications on for when I tweet. I was like, your phone must be dead within two hours. <laughs> oh, that's um, great. But, but yeah, I mean, that's all I got. So next week might be a little different, but we're still going to have two consistent episodes. Hopefully the next time you hear from us, the Rangers are up two to one in the series. Cause it's going to be after game three on Monday morning. I'll be at game three. I'm going with a friend, Zach Gelb who is a CBS sports radio host. Um, so if you're going to the garden, let me know, shoot me a DM down to grab some beers. I'll be at a Mustang Harry's pregame at like two o'clock. Always love interacting and meeting with the uh, blue York family and all of our listeners. So shoot me a yeah. DM or, or whatever, but uh, and it'll be, it'll be 10 30 my time PM. So I'll, yeah. I'll be, I'll be sure to be watching, uh, you know, it, it might not be in English, but I'll be sure to, to try and be watching uh, on some TV. So mm-hmm. Well, I wish you a good trip, Cody. I love Tel Aviv. I love Israel. I've been uh, twice, I think. So you're going to have a blast. Obviously. I'll bring you back some matzo, bro. Uh, yeah, only on birthright, like mm-hmm. 10 years ago. So not not a real trip. Like, it's a real trip, but like, yeah. you know, but not you're going the for experience. like leisure now. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's I'm going nice. I'm going to have a good time. Yeah. going to get real tan. Dude, I need it. Pasty get all the boy. chicken shawarma you can eat, man. So oh, gross. I love some chicken shawarma. So good. So good. But yeah, uh, yeah that's going to wrap this up. We, uh, we think the Rangers come back and win on Friday and come home for the Tide Series. So hopefully that happens. LGR. Love you guys. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.